This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I'm Ken Apsack, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. We have some Game of Thrones news, actually, to talk about today. And if you're listening probably on Thursday, I'm recording late in the evening here on the West Coast. I will admit, had some stuff going on today at work, but I'm here now. We're here for Daily Thrones. Daily Thrones is my fun part of my job as well. The news was about casting and about these uh, multiple endings for Season 8 being shot. This is a rumor. This is something that may or may not be true. As far as the casting stuff, nothing big, nothing meaty and juicy. However, they are described as a northern boy and girl, like generic northern girl, northern boy. The descriptions uh, are somewhat vague from what I'm reading, and I go to our friends over at WatchersOnTheWall.com to get some of this information. I suggest you do, too. And there's uh, already speculation this could be more flashback stuff. This could be even uh, more with Lyanna Stark, maybe even younger than what we've seen before. Who knows? This could be flashbacks with uh, with uh, Catelyn, with, with uh, you know, Liza Baelish. Who knows? We could be going back far. I think uh, if there are going to be flashbacks, if Bran's going to see something else, I wouldn't be surprised if it is around uh, Lyanna Stark, something uh, related to Jon Snow or Aegon Targaryen, the sixth slash seventh. So um, interesting stuff. Again, nothing, nothing meaty. And I'm not expecting, I don't know what you guys are, but I'm not, not expecting giant additions to the cast. That will change the game. Great new characters, everything. You know, going into all the other seasons, including this past one, season seven, like when, say, Jim Broadbent was cast. I, I've said it. I said it so many times here on Daily Thrones that I was convinced he was Archmaester Marwin, and turns out he's Maester Ebros, uh, which is part of the fun of speculating, right? If you get it right too many times, what's the point? I like when the shows are ahead of us, not we being ahead of the shows. Um, so we'll see what happens. What do you guys think this casting is? Let me know here. The other news about the possibility, the rumors, the idea that the production team behind Game of Thrones might shoot several, quote, endings to the show. Endings to the series um, that would uh, maybe be designed to keep leaks away. I don't know how true that is. That's a lot of money. Game of Thrones costs a lot to make. It's not just like you're going down to a soundstage here in Burbank and you're throwing up some uh, slats and uh, you're shooting some scenes. You were on location. They're in multiple countries. Uh, we've all seen the behind-the-scenes videos and pieces. We know how much... It takes to make uh, an episode of Game of Thrones, even just a scene of Game of Thrones. So the shooting of false endings is not something I'm completely believing yet, but the idea uh, is very nice. It could be scripts, could be false scripts, false endings. So if the scripts leak, because that's where some leaks come from uh, as well, I'd be okay with that. And look, and if they, if they can shoot multiple endings, I'm okay with that too. I was... 
Generally, I was not spoiled too much going into Season 7. I was also not spoiled too much going into Season 6, and I thought there were a lot of leaks coming out uh, that I I was able to avoid, despite the business I work in. Um, I could, uh, you know, I I could do without those. And I I didn't have too many things. I think I knew Yara, I knew was at King's Landing, uh, probably captured by Euron. I think a lot of people knew that. When I'd seen... What we now know was Dragonstone with Danny and John in the same location. I didn't see them together in shots. I think some of those existed, but I didn't see those shots. I just knew they were in the same location, as was Davos. So some of it was spoiled going to season seven, but it was enough. And I, I tune out enough to that I didn't know the plots. Uh, and, I, and I choose to kind of turn my mind off in those situations and not connect any dots. So with the series finale, I mean, that's a big thing. We This is a long time, an investment for them and us. I don't want it spoiled. I'm going to do all the things I can to not be spoiled. And if false endings, whether they're in script form or actually shot, if that helps us not get spoiled, I'm all for it. What do you guys think? Let me know here on Daily Thrones about the casting news, what you expect out of that. Could we see some flashbacks via brands, visions, or more, and the false endings. It's Daily Thrones. Call on in. Let me know. Hey, Ken. So I just tweeted you an article from Entertainment Weekly which says they're going to shoot multiple endings for the series finale of Game of Thrones, so that way no one will really know what's really going to happen in the series finale, and I think that's a good idea because I do not want it to get leaked. I don't want anyone but the cast and crew to know what's going to happen. I want to be surprised. I love the speculation and stuff, but I don't want any spoilers out there that are going to say, What's going to happen in the series finale? I want the shock value. I want the surprise. I want the suspense. So I think this is a very good idea. Hey, Ken. In regards to loose ends in season eight and Eric bringing up Edmund Tully and how we haven't seen him, we didn't see him in season seven, and we don't really know if we're going to see him in season eight, I actually think it's likely that Jamie will free Edmure on his way to Winterfell. I don't know about the whole logistics again, because I'm not really into the maps too much, if it makes any sense, but I think it is a likely story point that they will make that since most people won't know that Jamie has broke away from Cersei, that Jamie will still use his leadership in the Lannister army as a Lannister to get things done and to try to get as many people as he can up to Winterfell to help fight against the army of the dead. Hey, I like the idea of the uh, Kingslayer taking out the, the uh, Night King. Uh, maybe maybe Jamie will uh, replace his golden hand with an obsidian dragon glass hand and shove it into his heart. I like that idea. Eh, there's a lot of ideas. A couple calls here in the station following up to some talks yesterday about loose ends in season eight and what we what we might be getting answers to, or do we even need answers to some of the characters' stories? We have Billy calling in to talk about Jamie Lannister. Maybe part of this great Jamie Lannister redemption tour will be Jamie freeing Edmund Tully. I don't see it happening, and I think Billy doesn't necessarily see it happening either, but it would be a nice thought. It would it would be this Jamie Lannister going all the way back to season one was the guy we hated. And then now this complete turn. And complete redemption. And not only is he just redeemed because of one act, this idea that maybe he kills Cersei, maybe he frees Edmure, maybe he gives River Run back to the Tullys, maybe he goes on to kill the Night King, which is what some of our callers were talking about yesterday. That hey, maybe Jamie Lannister is the Kingslayer. 
to the end. He's the Night King Slayer. And Sam had a good follow-up to that, saying he likes the idea. But I like the the visual of Jamie replacing his golden hand with an obsidian hand. A dragon glass fake hand. And then driving it straight into the heart of the Night King. That If, if that happens <laughs> and the show wraps things up and that's part of it, Sam, you number one would win the prize for the biggest prediction win here in the Game of Thrones fandom. But also, that'd be a, a visual I can be on board for. What do you guys think? And what are some of your loose ends in season eight that you want wrapped up? Hey, so about Bran being the Night King, I think uh, there are two main reasons why the show uh, won't do it. One is it would take a lot of explaining uh, all the time travel stuff, what that would imply, how Bran actually did it, what happened, why. I mean, it would be just a mess to try to explain it in the show. Uh, and I mean, there are a few episodes left, so I don't think they they would do that. Uh, and the other reason is, I, I mean, that wouldn't explain the Night King's purpose. Uh, I mean, Bran doesn't have anything and like any uh, vengeance. He doesn't want vengeance for anything. Um, I mean, maybe for what Jamie did to him, but I don't think Bran wants vengeance for that or anything. So I don't think the sh- it would explain why the purpose of the Night King. Santiago with a great call about the Bran as the Night King theory, something we finally turned our eye to here in depth on Daily Thrones. And I think he offers two good reasons why I buy into the idea that it's not Bran as the Night King. The Night King is Bran, and at least why it won't be on the show. Now, if it turns out the books are got more time, that's a different story we know. I mean, as far as we know, the Night King isn't even in the books. That's not the Night's King different topic right Santiago's points are one it's just too much it's too much it's it's uber time travel stuff it's it's uber fantasy sci-fi stuff not that Game of Thrones doesn't have it dragons all the magic all the things we know but to try to upload the audience with that much information to process it this late in the show when there are a lot of casual fans who aren't us there aren't in that bubble and the idea of brand being nike will be cool and mind-blowing to a lot of people and i would be mind blown if that was the case i just think like santiago said that's a lot of information to get up and then i don't like the idea and this is what his second point is that what does it do to the night king's motivations brand's motivations if is the night king fighting himself is Night King fighting his younger self? Did his younger self go back and warg into uh, the uh, the first man? Why why uh, Leaf made him the Night King? Is that really what happened? And why is he fighting? It gets too muddled. It's too kind of crazy. And I don't think we have enough time to explain it. That is one of the great points that Santiago's making here. Two good points. What do you guys think? Let me know. A lot of things coming out today. Uh, you can react to that. The false endings. We're still talking about loose ends in season eight. The casting news starting to come out slowly. Parts that might be in the show. And of course, this Night King as Bran theory. I want to hear more from you guys. Do you think Bran is the Night King? That's Daily Thrones for the day. Go ahead and favorite the station on Anchor. If you're listening on pod- podcast form, don't forget to download the Anchor app. 
Spread the word. Tweet a segment out or two, especially if you call in. Let's get the word out here so all of you can join in with some new voices talking about Game of Thrones as we race towards Season 8. It's Daily Thrones. We'll see you tomorrow.